your home of the pins and the best pins covering. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart Radio station. Uh, Mark Madden on the X. We have a special treat right now. Joining me in studio are four of the city's best mimes. They work for Greenfield Mimes and Magic, located right on the main drag uh, in Greenfield, Greenfield Avenue. But they aren't just ordinary mimes. They do adult mime. Very risque content. So let's go around the room and meet everybody. First, the men. Let's go with the big guy over here. Where are you from, and how long have you been doing this? Okay, very good. The other fellow is African-American. Mime is and always has been an equal opportunity profession. What's your background, sir? Wow. I never would have guessed. And now the ladies. Very young, very sexy in the traditional white face paint. Please forgive me for saying so. You first. What's going on with you? And our fourth and final mime today... Uh, Miss, I'm told you just turned 18 and that the company, Greenfield Mimes and Magic, would only let you do more family-oriented mime work before this. Is that true? Well, yes, certainly there are legalities to think of. That's a good point. Uh, Now, what's the best thing about doing mime, especially adult R-rated mime? Uh, Wait a minute, please. Uh, One at a time. You, you go. This is very insightful, a look inside the world of mine here on the Mark Madden Show. Okay, we're going to let you four do your thing. Uh, Like we've been talking, this isn't traditional mine. This is adult mine. Mine designed to stimulate, shall we say. Not tawdry or obscene, but a bit daring, I'm told. Wait, wait, what's that? Well, yes, I I guess the man-in-a-box routine 
does still apply at some level with adult mime. Very well played, sir. And hey, pulling the rope, too. Get it? Uh, so without further ado, here is the uh, very vaunted, highly decorated mime troupe from Greenfield Mimes and Magic doing a montage of Fifty Shades of Grey, The Devil in Miss Jones, and Tombstone. Greenfield Mimes and Magic. Enjoy. Wow. I don't know what to say. Bravo. Bravo. I've never experienced mime like that. Very well done. I hope you enjoyed it at home like I did here in the studio. If you'd like to engage these fine young mimes for an evening of entertainment, visit the website, greenfieldmimesandmagic.com. That's an ampersand between mimes and magic. Wait, What? No, we, we we don't have time for more. No, we... Look, no, I said no. We're done now. Come on. Don't talk back, huh? Mime is money. Move it. Okay, so those are the mimes. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. That website again, greenfieldmimesandmagic.com. And don't forget about the ampersand. The mimes brought to you by 84 Lumber helping you build the right way since 1956. Uh, up next, we got Coors Light Cold Hard Facts. We got Mike Rupp with a great quote about Chris Letang and his Norris Trophy candidacy. And we got Colby Armstrong in the 5 o'clock hour. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Yada, 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 yada. You know what, Mark? I got hot time, and I was wondering if you give me some advice. Do you have any idea how dumb that sounds? VX at 105.9. Uh, thanks to the Mimes. Thanks to Greenfield Mime and Magic. It got a little unruly at the end. The Mimes wanted to stay longer. And in our haste to get them out the door, we got white powder all over everything. Uh, but but wait, there's more because earlier Mark Cabali tweeted what a great guy Kevin Colbert is. So I retweeted and added amen Emmanuel Sanders is flat out effing lying. He's a scumbag. And I tagged in Sanders. So Sanders just clapped back at me. Who are you calling a scumbag, you dirty piece of you-know-what, you-know-nothing? I just pictured you with breadcrumbs all over your shirt while you were typing to call me a scumbag. Watch your mouth. If you think I'm lying, then that's your opinion. But the disrespect I'm not dealing with. So that's from Manny Sanders directed uh, at me. But, of course, I just couldn't stop there. I tweeted back, F off. I remember when you and that other cowardly has-been came to my studio when you knew I wouldn't be there. You'll deal with whatever disrespect I throw your way, you lying POS. You're too much of a bitch to do anything about it now as then effing liar. So I think that about sums it up. Me and Emmanuel Sanders reconnecting after all these years. And I feel pretty good about the way it went. And really, how can you not follow me on Twitter now? 
How can you not? I'm getting all kinds of uh, tweets asking how to engage the mimes for an evening of, uh, I'm not sure what you would call it, mimery? Uh, miming. Uh, it's greenfieldmimesandmagic.com. Don't forget, it's Greenfield Mimes ampersand magic. So make sure you get it right. 412-333-9939. I expected more calls about the mime segment, but I'm not getting any. Perhaps they're calling in mime. Like I said, mime is money. You can dial 412-333-9939. Here's an NFL update. The Falcons and uh, wide receiver Julio Jones are making progress on a mammoth extension, which would make Jones the highest-paid wide receiver in league history, as per Mike Freeman. Okay, I don't believe it because Mike Freeman's a liar as well. He might as well tell me that Emmanuel Sanders is going to be the highest-paid receiver in football. But it's reported that Jones could wind up breaking uh, $20 million on his yearly average, which I assume means that A.B. won't show up for Week 17 for the Oakland Raiders this year and try to finagle yet another contract. Uh, Pac-Man Jones got jail time. Jail time. Got arrested in Las Vegas in February, charged with felony intimidation, felony battery against an officer, and a litany of other charges. Jones isn't allowed to drink alcohol for a year and a half and will spend 10 days in jail. Jail time. Jail time. And uh, Mike Rupp tweeted, and I'm going to talk about this more. Speaking of Chris Letang, he said, if Letang isn't a Norris finalist, something is wrong. And that's one thing I want to talk about with Colby Armstrong uh, when he joins me in the 5 o'clock hour. I think Letang's the best defenseman in hockey. When I go online, I see nobody, nobody in the hockey media speaking of Chris Letang in those terms. Why is that? I think among Canadian writers, the French thing has something to do with it. That's just how it goes. But uh, he's just so good this year. These two games since he's come back, it's like he never missed a beat. He's averaging 26 minutes of ice time per game. That's fourth in the league, just one minute off the league lead. And I, and I look at these guys with all the ice time, Sutter, Doughty, Jones, Latang, Yossi, Carlson, Provorov, Burns, Ristolainen, and Klingberg. I think Latang is affecting the game more than any of those guys. I really do. So your thoughts on Tang or your thoughts on the Penguins game last night? Let's get pack, past all the Emmanuel Sanders foolishness. Let's get past all the uh, mime talk, even though that was enjoyable. One guy tweeted me, said he was moved to tears by hearing the minds perform. I was too, but for probably a very different reason. Uh, and we got Army at, at, uh, at five. Oh, wait, Virginia. I forgot to mention that. i got to look this up now. I'm following the NCAA tournament very peripherally. To show my lack of interest in the NCAA tournament, I'm watching NHL Network instead of the uh, NCAA tournament. Today's the second day. Virginia is losing to number 16 seed Gardner-Webb. It's in the second half. Second half just started. Virginia's cut the lead to six, though, so I would think they will win and go through. So, hey, call the show. Let's talk. Let's have some fun here on a Friday. It's Fry-Yay. That's what all the cute girls do on Twitter. 
Friday. And then if we're lucky, they tweet a picture of one of their fun parts. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. You live by the ass, you die by the ass. Well, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that subject. Wait a minute, prostitution's illegal? The X at 105.9. It's time for the Coors Light cold hard fact of the day. Tampa Bay showed once again how scary it is last night. The Lightning won on Wednesday at D.C. and then played at Carolina last night. You'd figure Tampa would have a letdown because they're coming off a big win the night before and they've clinched the number one seed and the President's Trophy. So they've really got nothing to play for, right? And then they're down 3-2 after two periods on the road. You figured they might roll over, give themselves a bit of a break. But instead, they score four straight goals in the third period and win 6-3. Yikes. Tampa's kind of like the Pens of 93. They don't need to win, but they like to win. And so they just keep winning for the sake of winning. And that did maybe bite the Pens in the backside of 93. They won 17 straight games at the end of the season, but they got upset in the second round. Uh, The Lightning are the best team in hockey. That is a Coors Light cold hard fact. But that doesn't mean they'll win the Stanley Cup. That, too, is a Coors Light cold hard fact. Just ask those 93 Penguins. Coors Light cold hard facts brought to you by, guess who, Coors Light. Stop at the Grandview Saloon on Mount Washington for the best views of the city and for a nice cold Coors Light. Well, it turns out Manny Sanders and I weren't done. The former Steeler receiver now with the Broncos. Uh, I, I... This is the latest in a series of tweets. He said, name one reason why I would lie, you filthy disgrace of a human being. Just stay on the radio. You have a face for it. LOL, like I said, state your opinion, but don't ever tag me in anything calling me a scumbag. You reporters are real tough guys. I see LOL. Uh, He used the the, the LOL thing very liberally there. So I tweeted back, you lie because you're a liar, LOL, and you're too stupid to even tag me in properly. You idiot, LOL, which is true. He tagged in Mark Madden without the X. I'm at Mark Madden X. What is your IQ the same as your uniform number, LOL? It's 10, by the way. I did tag you in when I called you a scumbag, LOL. Is seeing the problem or reading, LOL? And then uh, I followed that up with, I'm tough enough that you came to my studio with Woodley when you knew I wouldn't be there, LOL. Don't worry, when you're broke five years after you're done with football, Come see me, LOL. I'll give you a job. You can clean up my crumbs, bitch. And then I tweeted, uh, you might as well hit me, LOL, because you'll never out-talk me. Clang, clang, clang. Remember all those balls you dropped here? Maybe that's why Colbert didn't pay you, bitch. Always good to reconnect with some of the city's uh, great athletes. And that story's true, by the way. I had, like, some... uh, some words on Twitter or wherever. I was talking bad about them on the show because they stunk. Emmanuel Sanders became a much better receiver in Denver than he was here. He really did. And uh, I was going back and forth with Woodley and Sanders. So they threatened to come to the studio, but they came to the studio in the morning when they knew I wouldn't be there. Or maybe it was late at night. I forget which. But And some idiot let them in. They took pictures in my studio laughing, but they came because they knew I wouldn't be there. Hey, They'd beat my ass, but I'm not afraid of anybody. I think that's been pretty well established. Hey, Sanders dropped a lot of balls. I'm sure he could drop me. 
if he had the balls, which he obviously does not, because he dropped them. 412-333-9939. I think stuff is hilarious. wonder what my bosses think, but they need to. They can just run a few more commercials, then we won't have any time to talk about crap like this anyway. Uh, let's go to Will. Will in the car. Will, you're on with Mark. Hi, Mark. Uh, Sanders is getting more limelight than he's had in the past year, I see. Um, shout out to Chris Letang. I think he definitely deserves the Norris Trophy. Uh, he plays all the big minutes against all the big guys in every big situation. I'd like to see him close the gap on Riley, you know, in goals a little bit. But other than that, I just don't see how he can be overlooked. Well, he has. What's he have now, 19 goals or 18 goals? I think Riley has 20 and Latang has uh, 16 or 17, something like that. Well, he's got a lot of goals. I mean, I think Latang affects the game more than Morgan Riley. Although I will give Morgan Riley credit because that Leafs defense stinks and he carries it. He's Well, they got that kid from uh, L.A., the former Penguin property, Jake Muzzin, but there's not a lot back there and he's making the most of it. He is. He is indeed. But why do you think Latang doesn't get considered for the Norse? I heard you bring up the uh, you know the Canadian thing. I don't really understand that. No, the, the well, uh, the Canadian writers don't see the French as Canadians. They see them as French, unless they need them for the Olympics or the World Cup of Hockey. I, I would hope that uh, Latang, being one of their own, would be somebody that they would want to promote him. Uh, but he's French. Uh, never mind. Bye. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Somebody uh, just tweeted to me that when we had the mimes on, that the dead airtime caused iHeartRadio to run a technical difficulty alert for 20 minutes. Well, you know what? That's a small price to pay for getting the majesty of the Greenfield Mime and Magic Troop on the air, I think. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. And now um, I'm getting a bunch of, of tweets at me from Denver Broncos fans because obviously he's their guy. Yeah, he's their guy until he leaves, like they all do. Uh, One thing I don't get is why do we treat these athletes like they matter more than normal people? Guys like Emmanuel Sanders, they're just low-rent, low-bra, low-IQ idiots who would be doing... Emmanuel Labor, get it? If they weren't, you know, great football players. Or in Sanders' case, an okay football player. You know, I, I don't get, and no, that's that's not said because of, God, you know what? It is so tough to put forth honest criticism these days. You're always looking over your own shoulder. F Manny Sanders. There, that's my bottom line. F him. Kevin Colbert, whatever you said about him, goes triple for me. I just get disgusted talking about this I'm so frustrated with this. I know know we got dumped. Yeah, that's good. Not on iHeartMedia, though. Well, maybe not. Thank God for the emergency alert. Probably didn't hear it there either. 412-333-9939 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We have Army. 
in just a bit. Again, back to what I said about Tampa. Last night was amazing in just a, a kind of a way you might only appreciate if you have seen really great teams when they have the motor running. If you see really great teams when they're just killing everybody night after night. And that harkens back to, in particular, those 93 Penguins when they won 17 in a row at season's end. But I hasten to add again that they did not win the Stanley Cup. Did not win the Stanley Cup. And some people thought that putting so much emphasis, so much sweat and mentality into you know, setting that record. That was a record at the time, I think, for the winning streak. Really took some gas, some wind out of the Penguins' sails for the playoffs. And having been around then, I would tend to think that's probably true. You know what was a bad trade that got made then, too, in 93? I hope Bibbs is listening. They traded Bob Airy for Mike Ramsey. Mike Ramsey, the former defenseman, uh, played for the 1980 U.S. Olympic team, was a big part of that miracle on ice. And uh, he was like a Scotty Bowman favorite from when Scotty coached in Buffalo. That's where Ramsey was. And so uh, they traded Bob Airy to Buffalo for Mike Ramsey. So, like, like Loney was then gone. Phil Bork was gone. Bob Airy was gone. All those kinds of guys were gone. And as the Penguins prove, you need those kinds of guys to win Stanley Cups. That trade, no no offense to Rammer. I thought he did a competent job after he got here. But uh, the Penguins lost all those wingers who just, you know, chased on pucks and played the body and scored big goals at big times and just wore the other teams out. That was a big factor in in things going south for the Penguins uh, that season. I wish I'd already seen the Motley Crue movie so we could talk about that. Penguins last night. Let's just talk Penguins. Call about the Penguins. Or don't. I don't care. I just I want to get this show over with. You know, that stuff about Manny Sanders, that heightens my notoriety, and I don't regret doing it. But it wears me out. It just makes me realize almost everybody that plays in the NFL is a jerk. I mean, seriously. This Emmanuel Sanders, who we haven't even thought about in Pittsburgh for years, right? For years. He comes out of nowhere to, to bust Kevin Colbert's chops, says Colbert disrespected him, puts words in Kevin Colbert's mouth. I can ever imagine Kevin Colbert saying, and then he gives me crap too? I mean, who's this guy I think he is? He's nothing in Pittsburgh now. He was barely anything in Pittsburgh then. He was the third guy among the young money brothers, whatever it was they called themselves. I think A.B. was the dollar, and Mike Wallace was the quarter. Well, actually, Mike Wallace would have been the dollar then. A.B. was the quarter. Emmanuel Sanders was the nickel among the young money brothers. And these guys, how does the how does a receiver of the caliber of Emmanuel Sanders get a big head? How's a guy, put it this way, I'm a lot better at my job than he is at his. I'm a lot higher up the totem pole of my job than he is at his. I don't know. Weird world. Idiot people. Let's go to Tyler in Slippery Rock. Tyler, you're on with Mark. What up, man? What up? 
Hey, I just wanted to call, and I thought the Penguins looked great last night. I thought the game was a track meet, and I thought that they looked pretty good throughout the whole game against a tough game or a tough team like San Jose. And I just wanted to comment earlier about Chris Letang and the Norris Trophy. Well, you said San Jose. They they didn't they played Nashville last night. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, San Jose. No, I, I think Nashville's a decent team. I thought the Penguins controlled the most of the game. I think the one thing with them right now, Tyler, is they can't score. I agree. And that's I, I so odd, isn't it? Even for a short it, period of time to see a Penguin team that's having trouble scoring. It's very weird. And, and Phil had a nice chance coming down last night. I think it was in the second period and missed the net. I think when Gino gets back into the lineup that uh, you know maybe he finally turns it on. Uh, from your lips to God's ears, I, they need Gino to do better than they had been. But you know what? They just need Gino, period, right now because they're too easy to check. But despite being too easy to check, because the other team puts out their preferred matchup against Sid, especially when the Penguins are on the road, I think Sid's played brilliantly and has generated a ton of chances. I'm not trying to give Brian Rust a hard time because he scored the only goal for Pittsburgh last night, but he had about 10 chances. I mean, Sid was uh-huh. wheeling and dealing and putting pucks on a platter all over the place. I'm going to talk to Bob McLaughlin next, 105.9. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark. Yeah? Hi, Mark. Big fan. It's double M. Let me hear you woo. Hi, woo. Well, then you ain't talking, bitch. The X at 105.9. I'm joined by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought to you by 84 Lumber. Bob, did you enjoy the mimes that were here in the 4 o'clock hour? Tremendous. Tremendous experience. I'd never, I'd never had that before. I mean, I've seen mimes out on the street corner and stuff, but never organized and that functional together. Wow. Right, with their marvelous montage of... Uh, what was it? Fifty Shades of Grey, Devil and Miss Jones, and Tombstone. And Tombstone, yeah. Yeah, a lot of great no, elements. Tombstone from... or Deadwood? No, Tombstone. Tombstone. A lot of great elements from all three of those shows. A bit racy, too. A bit racy. I'm glad. I hope but, no kids were listening. Right. Well, got away with it, right? So far. Uh, Bob, what's your take on the Penguin win last night? Uh, I know some people are frustrated because Matt Murray gave up the late goal again. Uh I think 3-0-1 left to tie the game at one apiece, but the Penguins win in the shootout. I prefer to look at it as Matt Murray having played great throughout the game and the Penguins having gotten two points because really this time of year, all you're concerned about is the two points, and now the Penguins are tied for second place, which is where they want to be. Yeah, absolutely. He did play a great game last night. And you know what? It's not mutually exclusive. You can say that he played a great game and be frustrated at that goal because that's one he's got to get. I mean, he didn't hug the pipe. He left a big open space there. Uh, he said it kind of knuckled its way in. Uh, you could say million to one shot. Oh, doc. I don't know that it knuckled. I I thought for one he was a little too deep in the net. Although when mm-hmm. the pucks when the pucks you know closer, you tend to do that. And I thought that uh, Ryan Ellis, the guy who scored, kind of looked him off the post just a little bit, uh, potentially passing the puck in the middle, and he moved just enough where it snuck in. It's a, a fortunate goal for Nashville. It is a bad goal for Murray. But with the way he played otherwise, and since they won, I can't dwell on it. Now, had they lost in the shootout or lost at all, then, yeah, you got to dwell on it. you got to say what's up. But, but they won, so no blood, no foul. That's how it is in March. Yeah, you know, we talked yesterday about the pucker factor, and after that goal was let in again, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I was waiting for the next one. Uh, not that we've been conditioned 
to that, but it's oh no, a, we kind of have been recently, Bob. <laughs> well, I was going to say not conditioned yet, but it's getting you know to that level. It was a great game by uh, Murray. Also a great game. I don't know if you agree. Bjugstad was all over the ice last night. Um, he had great chances. He's really getting to use his reach and his body now uh, to create. He's not scared about getting shots off. Uh, I think he had five shots on goal last night. He had more chances than that. Um, I think he likes what's going on with the Penguins right now. He's getting more and more comfortable. Maybe a little bit more from him going in the net the next few games. Well, what was your take on the Emmanuel Sanders exchange and and in him, uh, not only with me, but but more so what he said about Kevin Colbert. The Kevin Colbert stuff, you know, it's funny. I read that this morning, and I wanted to, like, put a personal anecdote, like my dealings with Kevin Colbert over the years, and they've been sporadic, you know, through the DV morning show. But I just can't with... imagine Kevin Colbert Never. saying something like that. Never. And the other thing, Mark, is you have the same media people who deal with him day in, day out. All saying they can't imagine it. Right. He is unflappable. I think Emmanuel Sanders just lying. I think he's piling on. I think he wants the same attention, you know, for piling on the Steelers that, that you know, his buddies Bron and Bell got, and he just made up a story. I absolutely believe he's absolutely lying. Well, the thing is, if you're going to say that, you Like, bet- maliciously lying. Like, like, not I remember it differently than it happened, just made it up for the purpose of you know, getting his name out there in that vein. Right, especially with the temperature of what's going on with the Steelers right now and what's out there in the media. That was definitely piling on. Now, I'm not going to say at some point, maybe in that discussion, he said something like, well, you're not A.B., or he said it in a different way than disrespectful and like disparaging. Something like almost incredulous, like, like Emmanuel, you're not A.B. Exactly, and you know what, Mark? There's nothing wrong with that. At that time, he wasn't A.B. A.B. had had more money well, committed to him. I don't see him. where... Where Sanders feels he got screwed, he 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 got offered nine mil over three years here. Got offered fifteen mil over three years in Denver. He went to Denver. He won a Super Bowl. What's the problem? Right. He had three, four other deals. You know, none of them were as good as Denver's. He took Denver's. That's the way the NFL works as a business. I mean, not everybody has a kumbaya moment every single day with their boss. And at that time, you know, he talked about Mike Tomlin grabbing him in the hallway and pulling him into his office saying, hey, we're, we're good, we really want you, but we just don't have the money right now. Really? I don't believe that I don't see. Either. Well, I don't see any difference in the way Kevin Colbert said, look, you're not A.B., or the way Mike Tomlin said. I think he made the whole thing up, stem to stern. By the way, here's another tweet from Sanders, not directed at me, but listen to this. This is from uh, earlier today. The two years I played with Peyton, I had 1,400 yards in 2014, which equated to a Pro Bowl bid and a top-five finish followed by an 1,100-yard season and a world championship in 2015. Imagine where my career would be and talks would be about if I played with him my entire career. That's not only a shot at Ben, that's a shot at the current Broncos quarterback, whoever that might be this week. Absolutely. You Joe can Flacco. Use, you can use the word malicious there. You can use the word deliberate there. That's all that is, well, again, piling on. And again, who do these pissats think they are? When Emmanuel Sanders retires, he'll be forgotten about in a year. Well, you don't he's get to, a nobody. Well, you don't get to his level in the NFL or get the money that he's made by not being a proud guy, and I'm sure he is, and he doesn't want to hear any of this, but it wasn't necessary. You know, how many years has he been gone here, and all of a sudden, just because of a couple other articles and people talking about the Steelers, he volunteered this. I listened to pretty much the entire interview that he did with uh, the guy out in Denver, and he pretty much volunteered that, so absolutely not necessary and stupid. And, Bob, to confirm... Woodley and Sanders showed up in my studio years ago 
when I was giving him crap when they knew I wouldn't be here, correct? Absolutely. He was doing the DVE uh, Steeler show at night. And they took a picture in my studio like they invaded my turf. Right. They came into the studio, took a picture, thought it was funny. And, you know, I thought the response was funny. That's Bob McLaughlin. I'm Mark Madden. In just a moment, I forget who made the list today. Well, somebody did. Stay tuned and find out who.